Hey, hey, y'all, we have a good one for you today. We are talking about imperfect love. Are you putting too much pressure on your significant other? You building them up to a place that they can't even meet? All right, let's talk about it. Thank you for tuning in. We are Tristan and Michael, and you are listening to Fuse Transparent Conversations for Marriage, Family, and Relationships. We invite you to join us as we discuss topics that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out. And as always, go on over to our website, FuseMarriages.com, for more content and resources. Good afternoon, good morning, wherever people watch it from, maybe overseas. Good afternoon, good morning, and good night. Yeah, maybe y'all kind of different time, maybe 1 o'clock in the morning where you at watch. I don't know. I don't know, but good day. Welcome. Yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. Try to keep it lively, entertained, educational, informative, right? Try to keep it real. What people say, keep it real. Keep one hundred. Yeah, try to keep it real. You know, just give 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 some insight on uh, on various topics. Right, right, right. Well, how you feeling? How you feeling today? Everything is everything. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm doing real well. Mm-hmm. Feeling good. You know, weather's looking good. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you. Please. Thank you. I'm not as floral as you, but you know. Yeah, you shouldn't be as floral. Okay. Yeah, it's true. Well. Some, you know, some guys, you know, they okay with that. I'm just, I ain't one of them. That's all. I ain't not going to whip y'all do that. I'm just saying, I just. Do you? I stick to the solids. Okay. I'm just, I stick to solid colors. White, red, blue. White. (laughs) Okay, anyway. Nothing. Anyway. (laughs) I wear packs every now and again, y'all. Every now and again, I do. Let's let's move it along. Okay. You tell them about your wardrobe. I'll be saying. Yeah. Okay. So we are jumping in to our conversation um, for today, um, and I think that the the title is really gonna open a lot of opportunity to converse. So please make sure that you are commenting that you're subscribed. Um, But we definitely want to hear from you, as always, with every show. We want this to be a community where we learn one from another. So our conversation is imperfect love. Now, that's a really open-ended kind of header. What would you say about what that means, where we're going? Man, I get the floor. I get the floor to kind of go. See, you got to look. See, I got to get a closing one. Oh, the little. You got to see that. A little there. Gave me the foot. Okay. No, in my mind, no, I went through to a to a place as we were kind of getting prepped for this show, and there's a there's a there's a young artist, Irish artist, that I really like growing up, like so much. I had like a crush on this artist, and like I look back now, like I'm not sure why, but at the time, I think it was because of the music. You didn't have to say all that. And no, why? What you mean? Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's the truth. I'm just telling y'all the truth. I mean, at the time I did nothing. Now I'm like, I don't know why, but it's what it is. Okay. But the name of the artist is Irish artist Sinead O'Connor. Mm-hmm. If y'all haven't heard of her, she did a uh, a, a rendition of a song called "Nothing Compares to You." Yeah. I think Prince actually might did it first. <laughs> she did it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody may not. It may. It mean depends where they born. They may not understand. They might not it. know. It may not know it's actually number four, but. Okay. We're old enough to know that. But either way, the song, she did a great job on the song, right? Okay, so Sinead O'Connor is an amazing, amazing artist that I just ha- happened to just, I, you know, I just, I gravitated to her music. Mm-hmm. She didn't have any hair, y'all, on the video that she did, at least the one back in the day. That was before her time, because a lot of people now mm-hmm. have shaved their head, and it's like 
it's a fashion statement. So yeah, it's a fashion statement now. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it was like, man, that's what's up. And yeah. she like stood secure in it, right? So it really kind of gravitated the music, the song. But the song was nothing compares to you. I think she did a beautiful job of of singing it. I want to bring her up into this conversation just as we kind of maybe lay the groundwork, at least some of the discussions we can bring, right? So in July of this year, this year being 2023, July of 2023, she put a post on on Twitter. We're talking about imperfect love, right? And the post, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to re, uh, re, I'm not going to just, uh, I'm going to quote it actually exactly what it says here. It just said, she says, this is in, from July mm-hmm. of 2023, Said, been living as undead right, I'm sorry, let me start over. Been living as undead night creature since. She had an event that happened, y'all. That's why she's talking about since, actually. And the event is her son had passed the year before. He was the love of my life, the lamp of my soul. We were one soul in two halves. He was the only person who ever loved me unconditionally. I'm lost in the Nevada without him. Okay, so she wrote this in July. Mm-hmm. Six days later, she passed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the idea, I'm thinking, I just see that like forever. First, I like it as an artist. I'm, the, the idea of the words that she wrote, she only felt, she felt unconditional love from her son. Very sad. Some of y'all may have lost loved ones and maybe kind of feeling the weight of this. But like, look, have found something in the world and thought that was the only place she can find it was in him. Mm-hmm. And, the, and I wrote down three words that kind of like just gravitated me toward this, at least the idea of this heartbreak, pressure, and loss. And we tie that to imperfect love. She like, okay, here we go. Where are we going with this? It's heavy. It's he- it is heavy, but I think it's relevant because somebody to be dealing with yeah. some, of these, some of these things mm-hmm. that, that were going on, right? Maybe not necessarily loss, but it could be heartbreak. Yeah. Right? Considering that, it could be pressure. The pressure of trying to be maybe perfect for a, a loved one or somebody that they love and, and they can't. Real talk. So that's something I want to kind of frame up our discussion on. Not necessarily taking about the I focus on the loss aspect of, but the idea of that we're are establishing people as as a kind of a place of saying, you know what, I'm trying to make them perfect. I want them to love me perfectly. In her case, it was her son. She ended up losing him and mm-hmm. thought she would never find that again. Ended up taking, I don't know if she took her own life or not, but seven mm-hmm. days later, I don't want to speculate. I didn't get a chance to follow up on that, but she passed mm-hmm. from depression, from heartbreak, from the loss. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to, I want to talk about today. You know, imperfect love. Are we putting too much on people to be perfect and loving us in a way that it's really not capable of doing? They're going to, they're going to let us down potentially. Yeah. Well, I think there's nothing quite like a child's love for their parent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a parent's love for their child. And um, there, you know, we have um, people that watch and that we've had an opportunity to talk with or have commented and um, that have lost a child, whether um, pre-birth, so died in utero or, you know, you might have had um, something happen later in life or adults that have lost their adult children. Um, so I think that that kind of love, you know that it's unperfect, but there's still something so viscerally powerful about that and about the willingness to do whatever that you have to do for your your child. So something about that and that story, I don't think that she did take her own life, but I do know that the even the thinking 
of a parent losing a child, like, you know, I, I hear, um, I've heard this from in our family when a parent has had to bury their own child, like this is not how it's supposed to be. Yeah, you know, this it's supposed to be the reverse. This is not how it's supposed to be. And some people are more comfortable talking about it than others. But I think that idea of um, imperfect love and recognizing I'm going to pour all that I can into this little being at this stage and throughout stages, knowing that I'm going to work my behind off. I'm going to be paying all the bills. I'm going to cook all these meals and they're going to bring me a flower that they picked from outside knowing that that's not equivalent, but in some strange way, it means more than all the, the sacrifice is worth it to get that little flower or to get that worm that they dug up in the backyard that you think is disgusting or for them to bring home like an A on a report card just so that you can say that you're proud of them. Like when you're talking about parent-child love, there's something so beautifully challenging in all of that. And then when you're talking about adult to adult love, in some ways it's similar. Like you still want your spouse to say great job. You still want them to praise you in public and in private. You know, you still want them to um, think highly of you and to to affirm you, whether it's you mentally, physically, emotionally, sexually, in all of those ways, you still want to feel loved even in its imperfection even though we might argue I still want to know that you're you're going to be there even though you know I might be a little thicker than I was on the wedding day I still want you to think that I'm beautiful even though like I might not have gone as far as I wanted to yet in my career I still want you to to say like I'm proud of you keep pushing so I think that those are the kinds of imperfections that we experience around love that are still really valuable I think the challenge comes Number one, if it's not communicated, and then if now I have an expectation of of you that you cannot meet. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think you I think you're hundred percent right in the idea of do we put too much pressure on people to to meet a standard that they cannot meet? Mm-hmm. I think that's really the question because, of course, absolutely with the with the child loss and any any loss of a spouse. Yeah, yeah, we. You know, Lord forbid, I know people have dealt with a lot. Mm-hmm. We have been on the outside looking in and seeing just from a from a peripheral of what that may look like. We don't know what it feels like because we haven't gone through that. But we do. We can only imagine, at least we can talk about from the aspect of, hey, me putting pressure on you to me, to make, to make me happy, to meet every aspect that I need to have to, you know what, but if I need something, I need to be fulfilled in a certain way. I'm looking at you to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it, I'm upset. And if you do do it and stop, I'm upset. And if something was forbid, Lord forbid, something happened, I'm like, I don't know which way to go in life and something where, you know, I'm not even going to speak it because that ain't what I do. But what, is, that, is that the right thing, the right approach to take? That's the question I'm really trying to answer and get to. Are we putting too much pressure on our, on our significant others in order to live up to what we need. Are we trying to, I'm calling, calling it, we call it an imperfect love. Are we want them to love us in this magnificent way? Mm-hmm. And they're not, they're trying, but they're not just able to, because one, they're human. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your thoughts. Yeah, I think you, one of the key words that you used in that is you said trying. Are they trying to love? 
Um, I think that that's the foundation of it. Um, but I also think prior to that, I think that's the key word in that statement. I think prior to that, there has to come a revelation of it's my responsibility to take care of me. Um, so in saying that, I have to, and a lot of people say, well, you have to be whole first. Like sometimes becoming, being whole is part of the process. Like there are things that I didn't know about myself until I got into a relationship and I'm like, I didn't know I needed to work on that. So the idea of I can be complete and know everything that there is to know without the reflection of my spouse to say, hey, Tristan, there's this, I don't know if you know this about you, but this, um, and then giving me the opportunity to step back and to say, hmm, he's right. Without that person to say, hey, I love you enough to tell you this about you that you might want to consider in a loving way. I don't, I don't know that you can be, you know, quote unquote complete, but I do think that there is a certain responsibility that we have to look at ourselves and to work on ourselves to say, you know what? These parts of myself, I really need to focus on because that's not, and, and change really is all internal, right? So there are things that happen on the outside that um, propagate, you know, a thought process. And then you start to think, okay, I'm thinking about myself. I'm thinking about my behaviors and now I have to make a change and it's my responsibility to make that change. So there's nobody can make you change. So if I go to the doctor and the doctor says, hey, Tristan, you need to work out more because of da da da. this is your family history, this is this. And then I leave the doctor and I don't change with the information that I've received. It's on me. Or if I leave the doctor and I say, you know what, I'm going to create a plan and I'm going to, to do it. That's on me too. Even if you say to me, hey, Tristan, you heard what the doctor said, you can't make me do anything in particular. So I say that to say that the responsibility, even in a loving relationship, is ultimately, I need to do some things that take care of me. But in saying that, part of the objective of being in a relationship is not just that we're, you know, we're making, I'm making myself better, but that we're making each other better and we're supporting in those areas. That's why it's like, it, it, you have to, it has to matter what your spouse wants in life. It has to matter to you. If I see, hey, you wanna, you know, you wanna be a pro athlete. I can support you in that in ways that maybe you might need the support. You might need a little motivation. You might need a little encouragement. You might need some help with meal prep. You might want somebody to shoot around in the gym with. You might want somebody that can, you know, that we can go on walks in the morning or whatever that thing is. My job is to still be a good partner, but it's not ultimately to be the one that forces you to be something different. What are your thoughts? No, absolutely. I guess one of the things that kind of jumped out in my mind when you were talking about um, whole. And I have a definition of what I think whole is. Okay. And I would, you know, if you guys disagree or agree, whatever have you, love to hear your insight. But I think we have to define the difference between being whole and needing to grow. Mm, okay. Some of us just need to grow. Yeah. Right. We we not where we need to be. We just need to grow from where we where we're at to the levels we're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. Other of us, other other of us are not. We're not whole. Right. And the definition of of whole that I would like to suggest anyway, is the idea of that, you know what, you may not love yourself like you need to love yourself. Mm -hmm. You may be looking for affirmation outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. You may think that you are less than who you are. Mm -hmm. You may have questions at the idea of that even you should be worthy of being loved. Mm -hmm. Those are attributes that I think we we guess cause a person to may think that that in my opinion are not whole. 
right? It's okay to come relationship and like, hey, I need to grow. Hey, I but I'm at I'm at least at a baseline of saying, hey, I'm worthy of being loved. Yeah. Even though I may not have received it yet, I know who I am. I know that I may be go from here to where I'm I'm trying to get to, even though I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. I'm able to hopefully be open to love. Mm-hmm. I'm able to say, you know what? No, that's not love. Yeah. Th- those are baseline. Even if you don't have it all figured out, that's I'm okay true. with that. But. I, it's a tendency maybe people that are not whole maybe could put pressure yeah. on people to say, hey, fill these gaps that I need to actually do the work on on myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's our responsibility to do the work, but to support the work. If mm-hmm. I'm trying to help you get to a place, I just need to, I need to support you and not be a roadblock to where you're trying to get to. Yeah. Good. Not necessarily saying, hey, I'm filling the gap. I'm making, I'm, hey, I'm going to love you past you. Mm-hmm. You don't love yourself. You think you don't look too hot. I'm supposed to speak hotness into you. I'm not going to say that word, but you know what I mean. You're supposed to be, I, I, I can try. Yeah, you can only encourage so much is what. And what will happen, I'll do it. And the days I don't, you didn't tell me I'm pretty today. Because you become dependent. Because you become dependent on, you didn't you work yourself. It. Yeah, you yeah. You need it. That's, 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 that's a sign. That people may not be whole. I'm just saying that I don't know if they are or not. But if you just watch conversation, people interact in life and whether it's family or whatever have you, you can pick up on little signs of saying, okay, I mean, like a lot of times they don't even know they're not whole. They they may just think, hey, you know what? I just need some help or support. I just need somebody to love me. I need somebody to help me. I need somebody to, you know, look out for me. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the key words you may hear. And just, I'll tie that back to imperfect love. Oftentimes, it, requ- it requires somebody ends up being the Superman complex, comes in and, man, I got you. You know what? Yep, you know I'm going to push you to this level. We get tired. Man or woman could be either way. I'm not trying to say that a woman could be pushing a man to a level, and he he looking like, well, hold on, what's going on? True. And But she, they get tired. We get tired. Yeah. Women, men get tired of like being having to having to carry that weight. We're not meant to, right? So it gets hard. So we end up trying to get perfect love from an imperfect person, mm-hmm. and that idea is like it's it's flawed, and we got to just be, I guess, be aware of it, right? If that's something relationship that we're in, or that's someone that we're considering, or if you're in it now, how do you how do I navigate? You know, improve on that too as well. Yeah, you said something I think is. Um, a really interesting piece when you talked about the Superman, you know, like kind of that Superman complex, that savior complex. And I think it's important to identify if that's you, if you have the complex, if you see somebody, you're like, oh, I can swoop in and I can help them because I see something great in them and they could be awesome. They just need a little bit of me. You know, they just need a little bit of my help or my support or my partnership. We called it, we called it Captain Saber. Yeah. I was thinking it in my head, but I wasn't going to. We didn't got kind of delivered from talking like that, but that's what back in my, we, you know, coming up as kids and boys, we were like, oh, you Captain Saber. Yeah, we said that. But, you know, hopefully, if y'all know what that is, you know what it is. If you don't, don't worry about it. I said it in my my head. See, I almost said it out loud. I said it in my head, but I wasn't going to say it out loud, but I'll let you do it. But, yes, I think the people, I think it's important to recognize if that's you, mm-hmm. either gender, and I think it's important to recognize if you're, if you are the one putting out signals that that's what you need. Um, like self-awareness is just so, mm-hmm. it's so important. But wreck it, because if you start to look at your pattern, if you're um, starting to say like, hmm, they came in and they did this, 
and they came in and they did this and they did came in and they did this um and all of them kind of have the same through thread i think that it's important that you say okay what am i what kind of person am I that I'm attracting this? Or what is it about me? What energy am I putting out? Um, why is it that, that this is the kind of person that I'm consistently attracted to? Because again, all that change happens within you first. And truthfully, all that change happens in your mind first, because your mind is going to dictate your feelings, which dictate your actions. Um, so I think that it's really important to start thinking even in the relationship man when I if, if you're married you know what I do this and then he or she responds this way and I get upset that he or she is responding this way where where's my line of accountability in this um, because you can you can start to have like the superman complex even in in your marriage man I I overcommit and when I overcommit I need him or her to step in and take 10 things off my plate only for me to overcommit again. And then I have con a contentious relationship because I'm project, I am doing something that's causing damage to our relationship or man, I, you know, I never, I, I'm not a good listener. I'm not listening to my spouse. And when I'm not listening, all they do is they start fussing and arguing. And now we're fussing and arguing. I, if the problem is me, I'm not being a good listener. They're valid. They want to connect. I'm the problem. So really making sure that we are um, really, self-aware in the context of our relationship so that because there's no perfect love but it doesn't have to be um you know a battle great no great i think that's great insight you got you know you're so smart when you put them words together you're using like vis visceral and and propagate y'all 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 go back and wind that she said all that i was like Ooh. <laughs> no but really i think you really provide hey she the brain for real Go ahead. Go on. Go on. That is a regular word. Oh, no, it depends who you're talking to. Depends who you're talking to. I'm just saying. But no, I, I really appreciate your, your insight and how you put that together. And I want to ask you a question. Okay. And um, I think it's something that maybe if you've experienced it or or if you have seen it, I think it may can help. We can discuss about each of the each of the different items. But yeah. the question is, how do us as people, me, you and I, or people here that, that are watching, mm -hmm. make their spouse, their kids, even their family, their savior, right? The savior complex, right? We, us as people, we oftentimes make our spouse this, you know what, they're able to, you know, they, they got it and they're going to take care of all of it or we lean on our kids or yeah. we lean on family. Is nothing wrong with leaning on the family or anything or, or a spouse. That's what that's what they're there for, you know. But we we put them in a in a on a different different level, yeah. and they become literally like our savior. Yeah. Like, okay. what are some ways that we think? Do you think that happens, or how it happens? You can kind of answer either on either end of it. Um, I think a way that it happens is that one of the ways is that we're not fulfilled, like we're not okay with us. So for example, if I always thought that I was gonna be a pro football player and I didn't make it and now, I, and this again is a very general example, um, and then I have a son and then I, man, they've got athletic prowess, they're great. Uh, and then I'm pushing them and I'm pushing them and they're achieving and all I wanna talk about is them. There's a line between being proud of them and idolizing because now I'm projecting onto them what I couldn't accomplish. And so they um, add validity to my experience. So it's not just, um, hey, everybody look at my son I'm so proud of, or, or even daughter, truth be told. Um, my daughter, that's, she's playing football and killing the game. And 
I now am, they have saved my inefficiency because I couldn't do it. Now they're going to do it. So it's like, I get to share in that, like that, that's that their success is my success because I didn't have it. Or, you know, my daughter got her doctorate degree and I don't yet have my doctorate degree, but because she has her doctorate degree, I can hold on as if it's mine. So I think that the idea of I'm not having become or accomplished some things potentially is just one way we're only really there's multiple ways you know hey um this can happen with with money hey I didn't grow up with money I got somebody that has money and now I'm somebody because I got somebody that has money and to me money is important so now I can shun my past there's no more shame there because now I got money and nobody can say anything to me and I think that these kinds of stories of how do I um, how do I show that I matter? How do I show that, you know, all y'all had something to say, but now look, or, Hey, this is what I thought about myself in the back of my mind, but look what I can produce. Look what I have now. Look at who I am. Look at who I've married. Look at my children. So I think that there is something to be said as one of the examples to, to potentially answer your question, um, that savior complex can come from, the idea that somebody is going to come and make my life worth it. And if I can attach myself to them, then I am worth it. And I think it goes back to what you were saying, knowing I, it's in me, like I'm okay, whether you're here or not, but because you're here, I'm excited that you're here because now we're a better team versus I'm excited that you're here because now you give my life value and you, you make me matter. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I mean, we, we kind of talk about, you know, putting too much on on a person like there's only been one perfect person though mm-hmm. that's walked this earth right and that's our, that's our savior so we believe jesus christ mm-hmm. and he's ultimately he's the only person that we should be leaning on that's what we lean, i think that's our foundation yeah right so and that helps us because everybody has their own maybe way of hopefully navigating this we just have a way that we prefer and we would tell anybody else to do the same like hey yeah. consider it right hey because at some point, the pressure of life will get to you. It'll get to your spouse. It'll get to me. And then what? What are we both cracking? Who are we going to lean on? Right? We both over here. We both crack. And we issues going on. Life is happening. Like, then typically things start going deteriorating, right, to a level that don't need to be. Yeah. Get physical, angry, yelling, this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. or depression. I mean, a lot of the, the, life, it just happens, right? And it's love stuff you can't control. Mm-hmm. So you got to find some way or somebody to lean on. Right. So, you know, all we, well, we, we promote Jesus Christ in, in our, in our lives. That's, that's who, you know, when she get real, real mad at me and I ain't talking, she go to her prayer closet. I'm just saying, she hasn't seen it. I ain't trying to make it up. I ain't trying to blow a spot up. I'm just saying that <laughs> we wouldn't make it. I'm telling you, we would not be here. Yeah. So, I mean, the idea is that, but you shouldn't put it on people. I think that's what we want to promote and at least tell everybody like that. If you see yourself doing that, right. Just try to stay away from that, at least understand that. Maybe talk it out with somebody, maybe in insight, watch, you know, a show like ours, maybe get some 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 ideas of how you can navigate that as well. Yeah, definitely. Good last words. Um, and then you said, you know, watch our show, watch other people's show, but also try to find some resources. We have some available on our website, fusedmarriages.com. Um, but getting into some form of counseling because there is some self-work that needs to be done. Um and then potentially some collective work that needs to be done. Like you said, if you see you're, you're both cracking, you might need something external outside of yourself to help you guide 
there. Um, guide yourself to the right the right space. So thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate your insight, your comments, um, and we look forward to continuing to grow. And the only way we can do that is let's talk about it. How's this is just my, my